Hi everyone. Before we start this episode, I'd like to say a little something. Uh, whilst editing this episode, I found out that podcaster Sean Engel passed away. You might recognize his name. We've heard the promo for his show on here, uh, Parallel Lines, a ten- DC Comics Tangent Universe podcast. Um, he's also done other shows, such as Just One of the Guys, which is about Green Lantern. I've never met Sean. I never podcasted with him, but I listened to some of his shows. In case you didn't know, I don't play any promos unless I've actually listened to the show. So I can at least say, yes, I like this. Which is why I haven't played just one of the guys' promo yet. I haven't listened to that yet, but I've been listening to Tan- Parallel Lines, and that's why that one's been played. So like I said, I didn't know Sean. Never got to meet him or talk to him. But I liked what I heard. I enjoyed his stuff. You know, I heard him guest star on a few other shows, and I liked the Parallel Lines one. And I'm sad, to, you know, sadly, he's gone now. And, I'm, you know, he's somebody I would have liked to at least, you know, talk to a few times online. Maybe got him on an episode or two. Been fun to hear his perspective on this. Sadly, that won't happen. But, the thing is, though, he, well, A, first of all, he got to finish both those shows. They ended because he got to the end of the material he was going to cover, so... Good for him. And also now, we can all still go listen to him anyway. Even though he's gone, there are hundreds of hours of him talking about these things that he cared about and loved. And that's great. Part of him is still around for, we around for a long, long time. My most heartfelt condolences go out to his family, of course, and friends. And all the people that were friends of his just through podcasting so they never got to actually meet him yet but we're still friends so this episode I dedicate to the memory of Sean Engel and I'm going to play his promo right now and then we're actually going to start the show Tangent an abrupt change of course Tangent, to go off suddenly in another direction or on a different line of thought. Tangent, a comic event featuring brand new characters with very familiar names. I'm waking up to ash and dust. I wipe my brow and I sweat my rust. I'm breathing in the chemicals. Parallel Lines, the DC Comics Tangent Universe podcast. Find it bi-weekly on iTunes and at greatcrypton.com. In the Tangent Universe, you only know the names.
Hello, welcome back to Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thanos Podcast. I'm your host, Al Sedano. And once again, like last week, we're going to be doing something a little different in that we're not only not talking about Adam or Thanos, but we'll be talking about something from DC. So, if you were here last week, well actually, if you weren't here last week, you wouldn't know. And if you weren't here last week, well, thanks. I mean, I mean, thank you for listening this time. Yes, that's it. Don't insult the audience. Don't insult them. Okay, anyway, so if you weren't here last week, quick recap. And actually, I don't know why I'm saying last week, it was last episode. But anyway, we're here last episode. With the personal stuff that's been going on here and the holidays, I have not been able to get all the new material recorded in time for episodes. And then, while seeing a post for Dave's Daredevil podcast for what he was doing, I coincidentally, about a minute after reading what he was doing, had the same idea. It's not stealing. I'm not copying. I just happened to have the same idea after seeing his and having the thought put in my head. Yeah, anyway, we're going with that. So what he was doing is that since he have, was having a similar trouble, apparently similar trouble, he was taking a short-lived podcast that he had done and putting it in there in the feed for Dave's Zero podcast, so at least there'll be something new for several weeks while he was able to catch up. I don't have any short-lived podcasts, because this is my first one, but I do have some projects that never got off the ground to actually be a podcast. Only a few episodes of things were recorded, not fully. So I'm playing some of those right now. So last episode, we played the uh, episode I recorded of a show me and my brother were going to do called Men Without Courage, which is going to be a Daredevil podcast. And we only recorded like one or two of those. I think it's the only one we still have. But we had also recorded several episodes of a different show we were going to try and do called Capes and Popcorn, which is going to be basically be a show about all um, movies and TV shows that were based on comics. We are going to cover everything from Batman to Superman to Captain America to I wanted to cover the Blondie shorts from the 40s, because that's based on a cartoon, to Weird Science, because Weird Science is technically based on a comic, because the title comes from the Weird Science comic by EC. So that would have counted, to everything in between. So we've got a few things of that recorded, and I just, and of course there was one that we recorded based on Christmas specials. We did the Charlie Brown Christmas, because it's a comic strip, counts to me as far as I'm concerned, and Opus and Bill, A Wish for Wings That Work. Because that's based on Bloom County, a comic. Yeah, I was counting comic strips too, because why not? But of course, that is the one I figured would be perfect for this time of year. And of course, that is the one recording I cannot find. Because that's how it works. But I did find another one in which me and him and my girlfriend, Kim, and who is now my wife, because this was from a few years ago, talked about Superman Shazam, The Return of Black Adam. Uh, Superman Shazam The Return of Black Adam, if you don't recall, is a DC Comics original movie. Actually, movies long. For a while there, what DC was doing with their movies was they were putting a like 8 to 10 minute short as an addition on that DVD. And the Superman, ba- Superman Shazam Return of Black Adam was the longest of the shorts. It was basically 22 episodes, 22 minutes. So it was the length of like a half hour episode. And then they added three of the shorts onto that DVD. So, like, if you wanted just the shorts, you could buy just that collection. So, let's see what is included. Besides the Superman Shazam, 
Also included is... Okay, also included was a Spectre short, a Jonah Hex one, and a Green Arrow one. All of which we talked about here. So, that's what this is. Actually, I think we're missing half of the talk about the Superman Shazam, because it sounds like it comes in partly through, but that's what we got. So, that's what we have for you this time. Superman Shazam, Return of Black Adam, and then mostly it's talk about the Spectre, Jonah Hex, and Green Arrow shorts. Uh, at the time, this was available on Netflix. That's how we watched it. I just checked on Netflix right now, and it is not available there. Um, but I looked on Amazon. If you were interested in buying this, between it says for on Amazon for rent to buy, which I'm assuming means Amazon Video, it's between three ninety nine and seventeen ninety nine. And I'm seeing the DVDs for sale. I see somebody has it for seven ninety. And used, I'm seeing for like six bucks. So you could probably get this for under ten bucks if you want it. It was fun, I have to say. I we enjoyed overall. We enjoyed them. They were pretty good. But you listen, see what we say, and uh, that's it. Off we go. I prowl the rooftops and alleyways at night, searching for justice, blind justice, a guardian devil. <laughs> <clears throat> no. No, no, that's not actually true. I'm not Daredevil, blind attorney by day and fearless crime fighter by night. No, I am J. David Weeder, a podcaster, but you can call me Dave. I do read about Daredevil and his adventures, and I podcast about it on my show, Dave's Daredevil Podcast. You see, it's it's my Daredevil, but you get it, you get it. Every Sunday, I read a Daredevil comic and share my thoughts and feelings on the issue, the characters, and the world of Marvel's Man Without Fear in an easily accessible audio form. And I want to take you along for the ride, so tune in each week as we meet Daredevil, his villains, his loves, and more hornhead goodness than you can shake a billy club at. That is every Sunday on iTunes and at www.daredevilpodcast.com. That is daredevilpodcast.com. Take the dare. Listen to Dave's Daredevil Podcast. Did I really just say take the dare? All right. That's it. Goodbye. Oh, wait. What? Did what? anyone like it? Oh, yeah, yeah. What would you give it? With, like, our stars. Um, I liked it. It was fun. I enjoyed it. It was cute. It was fun. And like, it wasn't too long. So tells a story, has a bit of a fight, and then it's over. Yeah, for you me know? it was perfect because I don't really give a shit about Captain Marvel. I don't want to see a movie about Captain Marvel. Look, 20 minutes, 24 minutes, that's perfect. I don't know, I want to see more of a talking tiger. I like a talk. I want a talking tiger. Oh, that tiger bothers me. I like a talking tiger. That'd be kind of cool. That, go watch Chronicles of Narnia. You get a talking lion. I want talking the same t- thing. Yeah, but the talking lion is annoying. He's a Christian allegory lion. Right, and this thing, you know, coming up, all good, guardian angel, garden billy. Oh, you know, maybe. You're spouting things of wisdom. Come on. But he bums change too. You don't see you don't see Aslan bumming change. No, but you don't see Aslan is a black man with dreads. I don't know what any of these people are. <laughs> Chronicles of Narnia, Aslan. I don't. I'm never watching that movie. You don't. Need, don't I might have to watch. I know I'm gonna have to watch some shitty movies because of this movie. But Car- Chronicles of Narnia is not one of them. Well, that's not a comic anyway. That that was yeah, a that's book what I mean. by C.S. Yeah. Lewis. So. No, the, no, the short was good. It, it'd be good Saturday morning cartoon watching. Yeah. It was fun. No, it's All perfect, right. perfect timing. Just got in, got out. I know a little bit about uh, Captain Marvel. I don't want to know anymore. All know. right. I know he's in one other cartoon movie, though. Not that I'm more of. Yeah, I saw it. Okay, I'll believe you. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that was Superman Shazam Return of Black Adam. Yeah. Wait, stars. I want to give, I want to give each show stars. Okay. How many out of how many stars is is the best? 
Five, you know. Okay. Um, I would say three. I was gonna say three. Yeah, I agree. It's good. Three. It wasn't right. awesome. Didn't blow me away, but it was. It was far from horrible. Yeah, it was good. And it was pretty good. Actually, I would say three and a half just for the length, since it's short. A three and a, something this short at three stars is a lot better than a two-hour movie of three stars. All right, I'll give it. I'm gonna for give me, it three and a quarter. I'm, giving a, I'm okay. gonna give it a little bit more. For me, I'm giving it three and a quarter for the length because unlike a two-hour movie at three stars, it's like okay, but I wasted kind of wasted two hours. But here, 24 minutes. Yeah, if this movie was an hour and a half, I would give it like a star and a half. I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. All right, and that was it. Thank you. Bye. All right, this is the second test recording for Capes and Popcorn. I'm Joe. I'm Al. Hi. That's Kimmy. That's <laughs> Kimmy. Uh, and we are reviewing the DC comic short, The Spectre, which if you want to purchase or watch is on the Superman Shazam, Return of Black Adam DVD, or it follows that uh, if you're watching on, if you watch that on Netflix, it's on right after that. Yeah, just Google Spectre and you'll find it. There you go, both ways. Anyway, so Spectre Short's only about ten minutes. Uh, Jim Corgan's the cop. Uh, Who's Jim Corgan? He was the cop. He was the cop. Oh, okay, uh, all right. Movie producer gets killed. He shows up. He knows the daughter. He's looking into the murder. Uh, the Spectre shows up then and kills two of the guys who were involved in it. Uh, then Jim Corgan shows up. The daughter wasn't who he used to be, he used to be involved with is was a mastermind behind it, and he kills her and leaves. And you figure out that Jim Corrigan is the, spec- the Spectre. Yes. So, what'd you think, Jeff? Pretty good. Quick. Yeah. Nice and quick. But it was fun. I yeah. like it. I like the fact that this obviously takes place in the 70s. From right away from the beginning of the music. Uh, yeah, the Shaft music. The Shaft type music. Uh, the way he talks. The fact that uh, everyone's dressed like they're in the 70s. 70s old cars. She's dressed like she has a little Charlie Angel short shorts early on, and then at the end, she's the girl's dressed like a uh, seventies Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. Does the dad do what kind of movies does that do? Is he do does he do porn movies? Oh, her father. Um, I'm assuming since the one guy who was upset about being cut out was a uh, makeup guy with horror stuff, and the other guy was obviously a race car, you know, like was kind of like the stunt driver. Mm. Probably movies that you know action. porn movies with stunts. Yes. Action, I was going to say act, 70s action horror movies. But anyway, um, oh yeah, down to the fact that the father was like looked like a 70s producer, including wearing a gold chain into the pool, which I got to know, you would know more about this. Is that good for a gold chain? Is that bad to wear into a pool? Does gold rust? No, gold doesn't rust. It's just tacky. Okay, but he looks like a 70s producer. Um, when you see the cops, the police station, the cops are using typewriters. So I thought the sem- I liked the 70s feel of it. The 70s feel was pretty cool. Yeah, that was all right. You said, you said, Kimmy, you said that uh, he has no nipples. I didn't see that. Oh, that was fantastic. He was going to dive in the pool, and I was just fascinated because he had no nipples. There were just circles with flesh color in between. No nipples whatsoever. No point. Nope, nothing. Just just a black line circle with the flesh underneath. It was really great. And you also said Charlie's Angels. Well, yeah, when I saw the blonde in her little shorts come walking up all huggy on the detective, oh, oh, please help me. I, I was waiting to hear, you know, Charlie chime in and call in his angels to the next case. Yeah, I saw that, too. I, said well, I didn't, I didn't she notice was, she, that. She was a very Farrah Fawcett kind of character. And what, was, what was the cop's name again? Jim Corrigan. And he did look like Dirty Harry. 
He did. He, did. he had the yeah. toothpick in his mouth and the swagger. And oh. the way he talked, too, right? Supposed to be the 70s. Although he didn't have the gun. It just wasn't his big boys. Well, he did. It just he, wasn't his big. He didn't need the gun. I have a question now. Was anyone... Because, I mean, I've read about stuff about the Spectre, so I know what the Spectre's like. After, especially after watching Superman, Captain Marvel, where, you know, Superman's like, don't kill him, protect people, be good. Was anyone surprised when the Spectre was just brutally killing all the suspects and all the people that were, that were murderers, or... Did everyone just assume he was going to kill them? I had no expectations. I never even heard of this. But I'm saying, were you surprised that he was killing them, or were you not surprised? Or were you like, oh, cool. Yeah. What did you think of that? No, I wasn't surprised. I didn't know the Spectre was the good guy. I thought he was a bad guy. I thought, I thought Super- he was a bad guy, too. I thought Superman was going to come in or something, or that we were going to find out that there was some good guy, because I didn't realize the Spectre and the, and the detective were the same person. Because... I'm the main person here that actually has no background yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, so that's why comics. I'm on a... No, so, okay, so you did catch on, like, because you did say after watching it that the daughter was involved, but you didn't yeah. know Corrigan was the Spectre. Yeah. So when she shot him and the bullets went right through That's him, when I knew he was the Spectre. I knew right, uh, right before that when he was talking to her because... It was the movie was almost over. Yeah, I looked at the time and there's only a minute left. So yeah, I, was I knew it had it. to be. Yeah, him. the minute yeah. the minute she was shooting the detective at the end for knowing and and, and the, the bullets, bullets went right through, through him. That's when I realized that he was the specter. Yeah, plus when he says you can't kill a dead man. But real quick, know. what is this? I mean, what comic book this is based on? The specter is that what the comic book was called? Yeah, he's a character from the '40s and still around now. And the the premise was he was a cop, and uh, he was killed. By some gangsters. Actually, back in the 40s when he was killed, they beat him up, stuck him in a drum, filled it with cement, and chucked him in the water. Ooh, how very Godfather. Yeah. And that's very my feel like. And as he went up, he was angry and pissed, and he was given a chance for vengeance, and he... The Spectre's supposed to be the spirit of vengeance, basically. He's supposed to work... Who gave him the chance? God. God? It's supposed to... The Spectre comic, especially in the 90s when it came back... Got a bit religious, and it's supposed to be that he is the spirit of God. He is God's spirit of vengeance. What does that also remind you of? Spawn? Well, Spawn. The opposite hell, yeah. right? Yeah, but he works for God. He's the spirit of vengeance. He is supposed to go out and punish the guilty. That's the, uh, that archangel, right? The archangel from, uh, uh from Dogma. Oh, yes. He's, uh, oh, and Loki. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That that he's supposed to be the one that Matt Damon. He's yeah, Matt Damon. In, in the comic, in here in the comic version, the Spectre is supposed to be the one who like killed the firstborn in Egypt for God. You know, okay. Like you know, in the for the plagues that released the Israelites. So yeah, he doesn't play. He is not nice. He's, he's kind of like the Punisher if the Punisher had powers. Yeah, I thought that. Wait, what's what's his powers anyway? I don't really understand. He pretty much can do most things he wants. I, th- I think it's kind of like when we were talking about the abandoned red house today, which has nothing to do with comics, but like you said, leave a little note on the serial killer's door about here are my worst fears and my address. Yeah. I think the specter can figure out what your worst fears are, because when he went to hunt down the first guy, the guy the special that, effects guy. Right, the guy that made all the, the... The horror stuff. Yeah, he was able to bring all of his puppets to life and like basically zombify them and hunt them down and kill them. So he could just do, like... And the other guy was, like, race car driving, trying to outrun him, going from first to what looked like fifth gear in a <laughs> in a Camaro, which I'm very confused about, but the, 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 maybe it was a GTO, I couldn't see real well, but whatever, the point is, I don't know where fifth gear came from, but more importantly, he was, you know, he was running him down and racing him down, and then next thing you know, he's flipping his car over, and then his car turns into 
Christine and comes back and kills him. It was great. Yeah, and that was cool. <laughs> it did remind you of Christine, right? Uh, yeah, especially when the car was all smashed up and all of a sudden you see the tires inf- reinflate and pop back in and the glass shuts back up and like fixes the windshield. Is that what happens in the movie? It actually does repair itself? In Christine, yeah, Christine, movie Christine, Christine yeah, repairs it itself. It constantly regenerate itself. Didn't it also remind you of the Frightening as well? You know the Michael J. Fox My, movie? The Frighteners. The Frighteners. The Frighteners, yeah. That was a good movie. Yeah, I remember that. They remind me a bit of that, but yeah, no, the Spectre is like, he's a ghost, so he can do all kinds of things, reanimate things. He made the road, remember, the guy who was like the stunt car driver was trying to drive away, he just made the road go straight up, and he was able, instead of the car just smashing into it, the car flew up. Oh, is that why? Because I wrote him, did you see where I wrote my notes? That, uh, where did, I said the, the road rises... Uh, and it's very steep that like the, the car would have just should have just crashed right into it. No, he he enables the car to keep going yeah. all the way up, so it would fly up. And he also you saw made the guy's seatbelt just vanish. So oh, yeah. that when the car crashed, he went sh- shouting through the windshield. Uh, but what about the fact and that's that that's when the, I decided it was a mad ad? <laughs> Mothers against drunk drivers. <laughs> <laughs> but did you notice that? All right. Look, how far up in the air would you say that guy flew? Like, he flew out of his car. Yeah. And how far up in the air would you say he was? Uh, 20 feet? No, probably. Well, yeah, I'd say at least. Probably about three, four stories at least, yeah. yeah. Probably going about 70 miles I an hour. He should have died when he hit And ice. he landed face first into the ground. I think... And then he got up and walked. Yeah. I think it was the Spectre keeping just him... Just brushed his shoulder, well, no, he the dirt off his brush. shoulder. He was hurt. I think it was the Spectre just kind of keeping him alive a bit because the Spectre wasn't done playing. Oh, so he kind of used, like, his... Again, another kitty cat thing. Yeah. What, what is yeah. it? Alright, th- there are no pedophiles in this, but there is someone that has a weird cat affinity going on behind <laughs> well, the this. Spectre, you know, he wants to make him suffer. And I like the way he killed the girl at the end, especially since that's supposed to be his ex and, like, someone he might have had feelings for. He made the f- money fly off- around of, like, Gale Force Winds to the point where it was, like, cutting her up to bits. Saying that women only care about money. Well, she only cared yeah. about money. She didn't care about her father. She wanted her father dead yeah, for the insurance. Yeah, she was rich and, and wanted to, you know, take him and... and Run away with him. Yeah, abuse him sexually for the rest of his life. And, and he turned it down, which... At that point, I probably should have known he wasn't human anymore. Because no man's going to turn down a hot blonde and a half shirt and Daisy Duke saying, come like away Mil- with me and I got money. Who sounds like Alyssa Milano. Because that was Alyssa Milano. I didn't. I, I know you said in the beginning. I didn't. didn't that was a little Milano playing the girl. Yeah. No. All I have to say is, you know, that hot blonde, you know, like you said, from the Dallas Cowboys, comes walking up to you and saying, "Oh, please, honey, come away with me. I got lots of money, and I want to have lots of sex with you." You're not saying no unless you're a eunuch. Unless he dead. had sex with her. Right? Well, that's the same. He probably thing. had, and he's okay. dead. Most but, men would wish they were dead if they were eunuchs. But he probably already slept with her, right? Yeah. So, he's been there. Uh, yeah, but... Done God, that. You guys, you guys are pretty simple. If if you're, if you're, it's gonna be allowed, you're gonna do it. Didn't we go over this before? Doesn't matter what the girl looks like. You're either gonna turn out the lights, not look at her head, or use a bag. Doesn't matter what the girl looks like if it's the first time. If it's the first time. But, after a while, no matter how hot a girl is, a guy will get tired of banging her. Billy Joel and Chrissy Brinkley is a perfect example. Well, did he leave her or did she leave him? I think he left her. Well, it's not just that. There's a saying, though, um, doesn't, matter just... how, doesn't matter how hot some woman or guy is, there's somebody who, so there's somebody else who's sick of their shit. Yeah. That's a nice way of putting it. Doesn't matter how yeah. hot somebody is, eventually there is somebody there who might, who's going to get sick of their shit. 
Really? No. No, we're, we're, you guys are turning into chicks here. You're overanalyzing it. Flat truth is the only way a guy's turning down that chick with her money is because he's a eunuch, and in this case, or dead. Well, I'm just saying it's possible. I would have said yes. I'm like, okay, who'd you kill? I don't Uh, care. Let's go. Yeah, I would have left. Oh, by the way, I guess we should put this in the beginning from now on. Uh, this should get an explicit spoilers. tag. We will, no, well, spoilers too, but yeah, this should get an explicit tag. We will fucking curse. This show can now be found on Stitcher. In case you don't know what Stitcher is, Stitcher is Radio On Demand, a free app that lets you listen to all your favorite shows, plus discovered from 20,000 others. Available on iOS, Android, Nook, and iPad. Don't have Stitcher? Download it free today at Stitcher.com or in the App Store. Did you notice, um, have you guys seen 8mm before? Alright, this is the third test recording for Capes and Popcorn. I'm Al. I'm Joe. I'm Kimmy. And we just watched the short Green Arrow, which is on the Superman Shazam Return of Black Adam DVD. Green Arrow shows up at the airport to pick up his girlfriend, uh, sees one of his little enemies there. There's a princess arriving. He fights the guys who are trying to kidnap, kill her. Um, and then at the end, uh, he's getting his ass kicked. Uh, Black Canary shows up and he saves his ass. And he proposes to her and she says yes. They're in Star City. Where is that? Uh, well, DC does a lot of uh, fictional cities for their characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they don't really tell you where it is. It's like a big guess. Like, where's Metropolis? Where's... I thought Metropolis was in Delaware. Well, some people say that, yes. You know, I where's they had a comic book that said it. There was a, for the role playing game they did. Yeah. There was an Atlas of the DC Universe and Metropolis is supposed to be dealt. According to that, I don't know whether it's in con- for the comics or not, but according to that, Metropolis is in Delaware. Gotham City is in uh, New Jersey. Okay, Metropolis <clears throat> is in Delaware. Yep. So, what are you gonna do? Get rid of New York? Okay, Delaware. We've all, we, we, we've, we've all seen... Wayne's World. Yes. Yeah. Like uh, hi, I'm in Delaware. They give Delaware something. <laughs> the now person who did that probably was from Delaware. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but the starts, state best known for pumpkin chucking at and, Halloween. And no taxes. Uh-huh. No sales tax. Not no tax, no sales tax. And you can get married right away. Yeah. yeah you don't you need a blood, blood test. test. That's right. Yeah. And uh, I think Star City is supposed to be somewhere in the in the northwest of the state, of the country, like Oregon or Washington. Uh, uh, you know what? Star City, I, I would go with Texas. Yeah, but it's supposed to be... Oh. They, they, it's the Star generally, State? Yeah. yeah. That would make sense, actually. I never thought about that. It would make more sense, but it's supposed to be like in the northwest. Yeah, then we'll nod to my fellow Scandinavians up there. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I liked a little Easter egg for that when he goes when he goes on his phone to call her up and tell her, tell Black Canary he's going to pick her up at baggage claim. If you look at the names, I mean, and luckily it's a nice little Easter egg that doesn't affect anyone who's not doesn't know it. But if you look at the names on the phone, he has Clark, Bruce, Diana, Wally. I did not see that at which all. Which is Superman, Wally the robot? No, Wally the Flash. Wally oh. West. <laughs> but That's, not Wally. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I thought it would be cool if you had Wally, but he had Clark Kent, you know, Clark, Clark Kent, Superman, Bruce, Bruce Wayne, Batman, Diana, he Wonder knows Woman. who they are? Yeah. Well, they're all okay. in the Justice League. Yeah, but for a long time they didn't know who he does. Uh, Batman and Superman were, right? Uh, at different times, they people know or people don't know. They, they go back and forth. And back when and they forth change, when they restart things over, they decide no one knows each other, and then eventually they know each other. But here they know each other, so I thought that was a cool little thing. It's like, oh, look, I got Superman at speed dial. Yeah, what were you saying about the beginning of these shorts? Oh, in the beginning of each one of these shorts, they, the camera like flies through a comic store with all DC Comics in it, and then it, the little spinner rack spins around and then shows you the uh, comic that this one's based on. 
And there's a guy in the very beginning reading a comic, and each time it's different. During the Spectre short, it was a Buana Beast, who was one of the people considered like one of the Z-list heroes. He's not even B-list, he's like Z-list. And uh, in this one, he was reading an Anthro comic. Anthro is a, like a comic about a, a prehistoric guy. Fights, you know. Like a caveman? Yeah. Oh. Alright. Green Hour versus Hawkeye. That's what I thought when I was watching this. Well, yeah, Who would win? I like Hawkeye better, so I'll go Hawkeye. Alright. I like Hawkeye better, too. But Green Hour's fun. Yeah, he's cool. Actually, when we're watching this and the, the print there, the security's getting ready for the princess to come down. Did the security guy who's talking, he didn't he sound like Flint from G.I. Joe? I didn't, I don't remember. I thought he sounded like Flint from G.I. Joe. I'm like, it's Flint! And he's now working security at the airport. That sucks for him. He's being G.I. Joe. Now he's security. Did you notice when uh, they were, like, all right, so they're shooting at the, the whoever's trying to take out the, well, yeah, the guy who's trying to take out the girl, you know, it's smart. He can't get to the girl first, so he's trying to take out all the security guards, right? Yeah, that's the first thing you do. Yeah. Get rid of security, and then Yeah, get, and then target. you can get her. But you notice, all right, you had the escalator that was going down, and then right next to the escalator, there's just stairs. But the security guard, one of the security guards, chose to grab her and, and not, go up, yeah, not go up the stairs, but go on the escalator that That's was going actually down. down. I, I noticed that, because then Green Arrow, when he grabs the rescue area, he grabs her, and he runs up the, up the down escalator, too. It's like, yeah. there's stairs right there, or at least an up escalator. Take that one. You don't have to fight against it. It's a lot easier. People are shooting at you. You want to get away fast. Yeah. That's what I think. I, that's what I think, too. Um, yeah, I think he dropped the ball. I think they both dropped the ball there. Anyway, speaking of who the voice people were, you ever watched Modern Family? Uh, yeah. The younger daughter of the family that the has... The nerd. Like, the little yeah, nerdy girl. that was the princess. Which, in Modern Family, just on a side note, if they're ever to get rid of a girl, you know how they sometimes just get rid of characters? Like on Family Matters when they got rid of the younger daughter? Yeah, they just kind of... They didn't get rid of her, they just kind of ignored yeah, no, her. No, they just got rid of... No, they, she just was gone. Second season, there is no other daughter. There's only the one that Urkel likes. They no, three. no, she's still there. No, she's gone. I disagree. We had a yeah. no. We had a debate about this back in college when I was a freshman. You were talking about Modern Family for some probably drinking, and everyone went back later on and checked. And like, you're right. She just is gone all of a sudden. She was there, and then the second season, poof, no daughter. Should I Google it now? No, not now. Okay. Later. All right. Um, yeah, but if they're gonna get rid of anybody, that girl is almost every character besides her is is important except for her. Yeah, but I like when she makes fun of her sister. Did you notice the, all right, when they're fighting on the conveyor belt, right? Yeah. Do you notice the guy, which, the fight scene is pretty cool, it's very MMA. And at one point, like, the guy is trying to, like, yank his arm back. Greenhouse, on, on Greenhouse has, like, a submission move. Yeah, yeah. and the, uh, yeah, he's holding his hand. It's very, it's very MMA. Until the guy bites him, which I think would get him disqualified in MMA. Yeah, we should talk to him about that. They don't allow. He probably he lost that fight because they don't allow biting. They don't allow biting. But Greeno gets his ass or kicked. Or fish a bit. hooks. He gets his he gets his ass kicked a bit, which I do kind of yeah. like because it's supposed to be he's not Superman, so he's not like he's gonna like when he hits goes to hit the guy, he doesn't put, knock him out with one kick. He yeah, he's yeah. not a fighter. I mean, he can fight, he knows some fighting skills, but his main his main skill is archery. Yeah, which you were yeah. saying though he should have used in the fight. Yeah, he should have shot the guy. Yeah. What, what the heck? going on with that it's like he was no legless he's there on the conveyor belt they're in hand-to-hand combat like two nimrods trying to compare you know their prowess with each other might as well get him a bucket of snow to piss in no he, but, he, he can't take an arrow out of his back and stab the guy through the eye no he does have no. sharp objects right, right like, in his right, back he's right there <laughs> you know no he's got to keep punching and hitting to prove himself but he's got tights on 
He can't prove himself. It's over. Use what you got. Grab the arrow. By way, the guy in the eye. In the last one, you talked about us with the pedophile thing. I'm noticing you, though, with the penis comments all the time. That's all. Sorry, that's Sim from a really bad conversation work on Friday. Where was the penis comment? I know in the other movie that we watched, uh, uh, Shazam movie. Yeah. Shazam Superman. Yeah, she, you mentioned. Uh, well, what about the fact that you know he was, if the specter, when she says he must be a eunuch or something, because any man with a penis would want to you know bang the little girl, and not care if she was just, a murderer. Yeah, your girlfriend has a penis fetish. Well, Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> no, that just don't to- change. <laughs> Did you notice that the uh, the guy that he was fighting on the on, the, um, on this conveyor, on the conveyor belt. belt? Did you notice he looked like the guy from the East, uh, Bruce Bruce Springsteen's East Street Band? No. He looks like I, you know, the guy in the East Street Band that uh, that was okay. In, this uh, is blasphemy because I'm I'm from Jersey. I really don't care very much for Bruce Springsteen. I'm not a I'm fan. I'm not a huge Bruce Springsteen, but, but I know a little actually, bit about him. I really haven't paid attention to my stuff. I know there is an East Street Band. You've seen a video or two. So I you might know who. The only video about. I remember is Dancing in the Dark because of Courtney Cox. Uh, That's yeah. pretty much it. What about um? All right, you know, um, Sopranos, right? No, he doesn't watch the Sopranos. Again, another blasphemy. I'm not a big fan of like the whole mobster thing. And Sopranos, I watched an episode two, but it really doesn't hold my interest. I, I, I hear you. Side note: all, I don't really he might care. lose a few points for this, but you know he has never sat through the entire movie, barely. Of uh, my favorite, you like Casino? Yeah, I like Casino. But I like Casino. I think Casino is a great movie. But I can't watch. Oh, what's the one you're trying to say? No, I can't. Oh, um, with Pesci. And De Niro. Casino's and Ray Liotta. No, when they become mobsters. Oh. Ray Liotta. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when he um, plays Henry Hill. Not wise guys. Uh, Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Good yeah, he's never been. Really? I, I can't get into those Great movies. movie. It's I can't a, If you want to see it, just go on TNT. It'll be there every day. Well, we're going to see it. It's on Lifetime sometimes. I, caught it, I saw it on Lifetime. What is it? I was flipping through channels. Goodfellas was on, on Lifetime. Lifetime. Really? I saw it on Lifetime. I flipped through one day and Goodfellas is on Lifetime. I'm like, this is entertainment that, for women? I found that great. Well, I mean, I'm they, a woman and I like it. Yeah, but this is not what life. No, I agree. And you know the wife from Goodfellas? Is uh, the psychiatrist? Yeah, it's, it's Doctor Malfi. Yeah. So you watch, you watch. I watched right. The Sopranos. Did I you know exactly who you're talking the about? The East Street yes. Gang. You yeah. know who that's? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's the one that passed away, unfortunately. I believe. He died. Yeah, I believe that's not in real, like not in real life. Not yeah, in the, uh, yeah. No, I believe he's the one that died. Okay, so when Green Arrow beats up Merlin, the other Archer, and then Count Vertigo shows up, was I the only one who thought Count Vertigo kind of looked like a? Uh, Draco Malfoy's dad from Harry Lucius Malfoy from Harry Potter. Yes, and and yet another Russian accent. I mean, we've we we haven't veered away from this in 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 white man's world in America, have we? That like every evil thing from Star Wars to today has to be like Russian and British related. What is that? Did you think that uh, what you thought uh, Black What's Adam had a Russian accent? Yeah, it sounded. He's like, supposed to be Arabic. Well, I would assume why. The Russian accents are a little bit close. Uh, like one of my my girlfriend oh. when she does a Russian uh, an Arabic accent sounds very Russian. Well, I will say that like considering the the sound, I forget the name of the made up country, but it does sound like a one of those Eastern European countries. Yes. So I could see them having a it's like similar Vladlik or something. Vladlik, <laughs> Vladlikia. It comes from Likia. <laughs> I am from Vladlikia. It definitely sounds like a made up country. Yeah, but then again, half those countries sound made up anyway. Well, no, this one was really bad. I'm saying, was with her little Annie costume. She's got a jumper and her backpack on. I was, I was waiting to see a teddy bear. You know, one of those teddy bear well, backpacks. she's ten. She's a princess. 
in like a crap hole country, probably that probably has like you know. Apparently, it wasn't that crap hole like that her uncle, the count, wanted to have her assassinated because her father died. That's all he has. And how depressing that is! You know, he's all proud of her, all condescending. I'm so proud of you, little girl. You're being so brave. And she's like, "Well, you know, I'm not just a princess. They want to kill me because my father died last night, and I'm now the queen." Did you notice once she said that that he's like, "I'm going to be the queen." Do you notice that the like a uh, green arrow just kind of looked at her for a second and he's like, "No." Yeah, he's like, "I'm gonna make a lot of money this way." Like, look, uh, be- like she said, every queen needs his consort, her consort. So you know, or even more. Look, what is she? Ten. Mm-hmm. So in eight years, he can marry her and get half her money. He just got engaged to Black Canary, which I like that though. Wait, he's picking up Black Canary. I mean, they don't say her name in the movie, but that's who that is, Black Canary from the Justice League. He's picking her up from her flight, so obviously it's a commercial flight. So she flies in her costume? <laughs> well, I think she changed yeah. like he did, because he had to change in the hybrid, which apparently was very difficult. But really, honestly, men, you don't put on tights much. You're changing into tights is difficult no matter where it is or how much room you have. He's a superhero required to wear tights. Well, I think he wears it underneath. Right? Ooh, I yeah. would figure he wears it underneath. Just, but that was a nice little Easter egg for that also, is that because Green Arrow was supposed to be, he was done redone in the 70s to... Because back in the 50s and 60s, they all were, like, the same person, basically. There was no characterization. Green Air was made to be, like, a very hardcore liberal college, into, like, very much into, like, equal rights. I mean, not that that's, you know, just liberal as opposed to conservative. But he was very much into equal rights. He was very much into the environment. But I like the fact that, like, he had a hybrid. Because if Green Air was a real person, he would drive a hybrid. Because he but is very much... He also had... He also had... He had what looked like the iPhone... In his oh, hand. Yeah, but that doesn't cause a pollution as opposed to a regular car. Oh. Doesn't release, you know, doesn't use gasoline and, you know, fossil fuels. What about the Bluetooth in his head and all the radio signals? He's part of the just, but you saw that all the phone also was able to, like, match who this guy was in a database. It probably is, like, some Kryptonian thing that Superman made for him. So, you know, it's very, you know, environmentally safe. Yeah, I didn't know iPhones and stuff. It's environmentally unsafe. But did you like the fact that despite all the fighting he did, the woman saved his ass? Yes. His girlfriend had to come save his butt. With, with... A horrifically sh- ear-shattering, throw the man to the wall, scream of a voice. So she's kind of got like, because uh, I don't really know. Banshee. Anybody. She's like Banshee, right? From the X-Men, yes. So, or yeah, because I wrote Siren, Banshee's. Yeah, I, I, I love it. Every guy's nightmare. That's the woman he wants to marry. That's the woman he wants nagging him and yelling at him for the rest of his life. She's got a lot of oral skills. Okay. Yeah. She can go. make a humming thing. There we go. She yeah. she can hum like nobody's business. Then. <laughs> yeah. So well, also, she's think a, about she's it. A hot blonde who wears fish who runs around fighting people in fishnets. I'm sure he okay. finds that hot. I'll and she can that. make a good vibration on him. Yeah. yeah. Which he needs because read the comics. Greeno very much has some problems staying uh, committed. Oh. He uh, he wanders. <laughs> he has a, he has a little bit of a problem with that. Hey, it's, he's still a guy. Yeah. You know, I'm the green arrow, bitch. I can and get he's a lot got of lots of arrows that he's got to poke. <laughs> nice. Who's the villain? The, uh, what's his name? Merlin? Which, which one? The arrow guy or the, the one? Arrow guy. The, Merlin. Merlin. M-E-R-L-Y-N. All right. I don't know why he's named Merlin. What that was he's, he's just good with archery? Yeah. All right, good for him. Don't you think that the green arrow would kind of want to, like, I mean, I know he's, the Merlin's the bad guy. But does Disney like this is a fell archer? Doesn't don't you think he wants to talk to him about stuff like what kind of bows, arrows he use, what kind of bow he use? No, he like where do you get your shit? Put him in jail. Yeah, but even then, like look, I understand. You know, we see the world differently, but I mean, I mean, come on, like don't you want to hang out? Maybe. No, I have a feeling. You know, whoever sponsors each of them wouldn't let him talk. 
They probably sponsors, have two they have sponsors. I'm sure they do. There's always sponsors involved when you're dealing with the sports. It's like the Olympics. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, just taking notes well, and stuff. What, no? but plus, look at his haircut. When I hang out with that guy, he had a horrible haircut. Yeah, that was total Frankenstein thing going on in his head. That was like Brian Frankenstein here kind of a bit. Yeah, really. Besides, Greeno hangs out with Superman and Batman. Would you want to hang out with that guy? I don't know. Who would you want to hang out with? Rich Bruce Wayne or the guy who like, got the freaky haircut who's going to scare all the girls away? I want to hang out with Rich Bruce Wayne. Remember, Rich Bruce Wayne just pretends that like women, you know, like you know, pick up these trampy chicks and then use them as like an alibi when he's Batman. I'd be picking up his leftovers. I'm like, I know he had to go away in the '80s, but I will keep you company. Oh, so you get the scraps? Yeah, Bruce Wayne scraps are scraps you want. Yeah, they're good scraps. I don't know if you would refer to them as scraps. Exactly, they're not even scraps. They're like main courses that just weren't touched. Yeah. Yeah, Bruce Wayne leaves a buffet. He walks in the buffet and acts like he's going to eat the whole thing, so people think he's eating the whole thing, but really, he's in, you know, back alley beating up, you know, bums. You know, not bums. But can he get just as much chicks as he wants to? Because he's rich, right? Yeah. Oh, Green Arrow? Yeah. Uh, he's been rich. But he's not rich anymore, right? It depends. I don't know. Depends on which comic book who's he writing the comic He drives a hybrid. The only chick he's getting is, is, is someone that doesn't shave. Oh, okay. We got Black Canary. So Black Canary does not shave. Black Canary does not groom herself. She no, has right. to. She wears fishnets as her costume. How can you not shave your legs if you're wearing I'm not fishnets? talking about legs. <laughs> Under her arms, you mean? That, that too. <laughs> Andrew Dice Clay said it best. That skirt's so short, honey. I, she had to shave, and I ain't saying her legs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what do we give this movie? Uh, what do you call it? Short? Yeah. Short. What do we give this short? Uh, two stars. I, d- I just wasn't that interested in the green hour. I thought he was kind of a dud. Joey? <laughs> three stars. Everything for me is three stars. Because it's just, uh, it's okay. I, I think someone has a commitment problem, and it isn't the Green Lantern. <laughs> No, Joey. Yeah, you can't commit to more than three stars. No, we, I like it, but it's it's not terrible. To, uh, like like three is just in the middle, you know. I give it three and a half. I li- I do I did like this. I like Green Arrow too. I'm a little biased. I like Green Arrow. I find him fun, so I'm very predisposed a bit to like him. I don't know. Maybe, of, maybe it's the whole rep Robin Hood thing. Maybe I keep thinking of Costner and having nightmares. At least he doesn't try and have to pretend he's. No, British. he does not try and pretend he's British. Thank God. No, that's one of the movies where. Uh, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You can totally ignore the fact that they're in England <laughs> and he's speaking with a blatantly American accent. Mm-hmm. And at least it works out his brother, Christian Slater, doesn't have an accent either. Right, yeah. so it's a family thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, everybody else has an accent, but not that. Unfortunately, them. the father writing out in the beginning of that movie does have an English accent. It's the mother's fault. Oh, okay. Father left, mother raised him. And she was English? No, she was mute. Mute. She was mute? So she was mute, no. so they had no accent? What? Why not? What? I don't know. doesn't matter. You don't does watch Duncan it. have a... You don't watch it for that. You watch does... it for Alan Rickman. That's Alan Rickman. You, he was, a, he, was a, the, he was the sheriff. Oh. Remember? Cut his heart out with a spoon. Why a spoon? Why not a knife? Because it's dull, you twit. It'll hurt more. <laughs> wait, wait. But the sheriff, not, not the king. Yeah, he was yeah. the sheriff. No. He also was the bad guy from the first Die Hard. Alan Which Rickman. one? Alan Rickman, who's the main bad Oh, no, guy. but no, you can just think Sheriff. So, the, oh, that guy. So he, yeah, well, he was the main part of the movie. Yeah, yeah. he's the yeah. reason you watch that movie. Yeah, he was hilarious. You watch No, him. I keep on thinking, but you you say Sheriff. That, he was a Sheriff. The Sheriff of Nottingham was different. No, he was the Sheriff of Nottingham. And, and then who was the guy that said, why not a, uh, why not an axe or so? That was just, just one of his, his. Flunkies. Yeah. One of the guys who worked for him. Oh, I was totally misinformed about this movie <laughs> all my life until now. <laughs> all right. That was it. So I'm Al. I'm Joe. Sayonara.
Now, I can't believe I didn't mention this before, but I was recently a guest on the Fantastic Cast, which if you've listened to this show for any number a few number of episodes at least, you have heard of them. I've played their their promo many times on the show and there's also been a couple times that I've referred you to them just because of like certain FF characters that you get more information from them than us because we only have to talk about them briefly. So anyway, if you want to go hear more of me, and of course them, because they're good, go listen to Fantastic Cast episode 157, uh, which we cover Fantastic Four 134, A Dragon Stalks the Skies. But not just that, also a good episode for me beyond because they also cover... Captain Marvel 26, which we covered in depth on this show, but we covered briefly there because of the Thing appearance. And, and this is the cool part, Hero for Hire number 9, which if you don't realize, is the issue of Hero for Hire which Luke Cage travels to Latveria because Doctor Doom owes him 200 bucks. Yeah, that one. That was fun. So... There's the link in the show notes right to that episode. Go listen once this one's done, which this should be over very soon. The Fantastic Arts is your guide to the Fantastic Four from the beginning of the Marvel Age of Comics in 1961 onwards. Each week, Steve Lacey and Andy Leyland cover every issue, spin-off, guest appearance and cameo, and more. And in 2015, we begin our journey through the decade that taste forgot the 1970s. Join us as we take a look at... The departure of Jack Kirby and Stan Lee. The Kree Skrull War. The arrival of Marvel Team-Up. Bill Murray as the Human Torch. Creators including Roy Thomas, George Perez, Marv Wolfman, Jerry Conway, Rich Buckler and John Byrne. And of course, Marvel 2-in-1. All this and more at ffcast.libsyn.com and on iTunes and Stitcher. Fantastic cast. Insert catchy tagline here. Wait, what? Okay, this is the fourth test recording for Capes and Popcorn, the comic book movie podcast. I'm Al. I'm Joe. Hi. That's Kimmy. And we just watched the short Jonah Hex, which is on the Superman Shazam Return to Black Adam DVD. From 2010, or you can just watch it on Netflix. Netflix, please sponsor us. Yet, yet another comic book I know nothing about. Okay, quick thing: uh, Joe, uh, some guy named Red Cowboy, it's a western, rides into town, is an asshole, uh, gets picked up by a prostitute, taken upstairs, and killed by her. Good, because he killed the dog. Well, get one second. Um, she takes his money and has her. Assistants get rid of the body. Jonah Hex shows up looking for the, looking for that guy for a bounty. She, uh, he gets a tip off about her, that she knew where he was. He goes up with her, tries to rob him, doesn't, can't. He take he takes makes her take him to where Red is. She's dumping these bodies down a hole. He gets the body and leaves her in the hole, with all the other corpses. The end. So yeah, first thing is when that guy shows up, he kills the dog in town. He's an ass. Yeah, fuck him. So we're fine with him dying, I think. And. You were right, Joey. He was played by Michael Rooker, who played the dad on Mallrats, Brandy's dad on Mallrats. He was also recently in uh, Walking Dead. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, the guy who cut his arm off. That's him? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Almost positive. That's I don't know. That, that guy's a lot younger. 
Michael Rooker was like in his fifties mm-hmm. in Mallrats, and that was like fifteen years ago. I'm almost positive his brother is way different. Okay, maybe I will yeah. have to look it up, but I could be wrong. But okay, I'll believe you. Yeah, and when that when that guy's uh, the guy who gets killed by the prostitute, you, you don't mean to tell me that he didn't have whiskey dick. There's he, no way he would be able to fuck her. Yeah, he showed up drunk already yeah. to the bar. He was bombed. Um, this one, since you mentioned before, had the most impressive voice cast. Linda Hamilton, John Thomas Jane, Michelle Trachtenberg, Jason Marsden. The most names that you recognize out of that. I mean, the Green Arrow one we watched before, the only real recognizable name was uh, Ariel Winter, the little girl from Modern Family. I don't know any of these people you just mentioned. Linda Hamilton. I mean, yeah, Linda Hamilton. Terminator 2. Exactly. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, crap load of other things. Chuck. What was she in Beauty and the Beast? In the TV show Beauty and the Beast uh, for the seen. 80s. Okay. She was Beauty. Uh, Thomas Jane, he played... Jonah Hex, he was the Punisher in the Punisher movie. The first one, right? Not the shittier one that came out after? Well, technically the second one. The first one was Dolph Lundgren from the 80s. Mm. <laughs> Alright, but the first uh, 2000 Dolph one. Lundgren is the running theme, sub, uh, subplot of our podcast. I think he's been mentioned in almost every one or referenced yeah. to. Uh, so that's some shame. Michelle Trachtenberg is known by a lot of people as Dawn from Buffy. She also was the girl from Eurotrip. Oh, oh also... When she was a little girl, she was in, uh, she was in, um, Inspector Gadget. Oh, the movie, ver- the live yeah. action movie, yeah, she played Penny, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was the waitress. Okay. And Jason Marsden, uh, he played Cyclops in the X-Men movies. Oh, really? I loved him as Cyclops. And he also was, uh, I think he was Jimmy Olsen, and, no, he was the boy, Lois Lane's boyfriend, fiance yeah. in Superman Returns. He looked like he got a little chunky in that movie. And you knew him from something, right? Because you, you made a noise when you recognized his name, I thought. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Michelle oh, okay, that was it for her then. Yeah, he played the bartender and the young kid who did look a bit like Billy the Kid who tried to challenge Jonah Hex. And when I saw that scene, the first thing I was thinking of was Blazing Saddles. When the Waco kid was talking about how he got an alcoholic, a little kid showed up and challenged him. Oh, yeah. And he's little like, kid shot me in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing I was thinking of. But yeah, they did make him look like Billy the Kid with the bowler hat and like the freckles. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, uh, because I can see that because, like, it made um, it made him seem even that much better. Like, look, I can Billy the Kid to me is just that a kid? Yeah, I'll fucking knock him out. But yeah, he just he just knocked the yeah. kid out. Well, the kid was just stupid and thought he was, yeah. you know, he didn't realize that there was actual real life or death of that. He was gonna get killed. You know, Hex just knocked him out, and Hex is not pretty. He has that little bit of a scar on his face, or half his fe- one of his face half his face is missing. He's like the man without a face. It's from without some being, movie without man. being racist. It's Maybe that's it, the man without a face with uh, Mel Gibson. Nope, his face is all scarred up. Nope, that's yeah. from something else. Do you recognize it, it from something? I, I know you're talking about some other some other Western movie cartoon movie. I think. Well, I, I know. I'm thinking of um, Kill Bill. It's I'm thinking of him. something with a skull. A movie with a skull. I can't think there, of anything. There, yeah. Anyway. It, yeah, basically his cheek was missing, so you could see his his teeth through his cheek. Yeah, which you guys are wondering, how is he drinking the beer? Yeah, yeah. that well, beer would have gone. Everywhere. I'm assuming he's had practice with that. If he's had well, that for a while, no, like um, he, he drink, still have his lips, right? He yeah, he drinks them once out of his mouth. So it's gonna go straight down. Yeah, he doesn't need that. Yeah, he's fine. Is he the one? Wait, who's with the hat? Jonah Hex. All right. <laughs> Look, no matter how well I can throw a hat... Okay, that was a little far. Otherwise, I did like it. The hat was a little bit... But actually, I'm just trying out my iced tea, and I'm just drinking on the one side. On the one side. 
Yeah, if you just drink it straight, it should be fine, right? And it just goes out, stays on one side. If you side. really want to, you know, really test this, I can drill a hole in your mouth. <laughs> and do you think if he was We do gay, have a drill. If he was gay, do you think anybody tries to skull fuck him on the side of his mouth? <laughs> do you think he wants people to do that? I don't think he does. No? Not right. that I'm aware of. He might, though, right? I don't know if he would want it, but he probably wouldn't feel it. I would imagine there's no feeling left there. Yeah. No, but the thing is, look, if he's going to the side of his mouth, that cock is going all the way to the other side, too. It's pushing out on his cheek. So. Okay. Uh, yes. But once again, <laughs> based on the comic, but not a superhero, because obviously he kills people. He has no problem killing or leaving them to die like he did with Linda Hamilton's, Linda Hamilton's character in a pit with a bunch of corpses. Which made me think of, again, Indiana Jones, The Lost Ark. Oh, and they leave, they dump Marion in the pit. Yeah. The, uh, well of Souls. Yeah. But I thought that was cool where he leaves her at the end. She's like, oh, don't yeah. send me to, I don't want to go to jail. He's like, wouldn't dream of it. Because <laughs> I'm not taking you anywhere. I just want my bounty. There's a reward for this guy alive or dead. I got him dead. I'm getting, my, I'm getting five grand. See you later. Yeah, basically, he felt like she had plenty of company. <laughs> and I did like when he kills the bartender, and everyone's staring at him in shock. Like, what do we do now? Is he going to kill us? And he just says, drinks are on the house. And everyone just says, fuck, the people got killed. Let's get some free booze. Yeah, yeah fuck leaving the bar where somebody, he might change his mind any minute and kill everybody else. There's well, free booze, so. Oh, well, it was the Old West I would assume I guess you're town. desensitized about oh. people getting killed there. Oh, and a bit that does happen, as opposed to, like, nowadays, where if someone got shot, everyone would run out screaming, because they're thinking, spree killer. Back then, remember, it was semi-legal at times, like, I don't, I can't say 100% then, but I believe it was semi-legal, where, like, if a man drew on you, you had the right to shoot him, and you, it was fine. Yeah, it's a fair fight. Yeah. It's a fair fight. So, yeah. you could, you know, people are like, okay, they had a duel, whatever, the guy lost, oh, look. You know, plus the bartender did shoot at him first. Okay, but if it's so, uh, if it's just, like, if that's normal, everyday thing, that's still stealing. Well, yeah, they were stealing, so obviously they were stealing, yeah. they didn't care. Alright. Okay. They got free booze. You saw, you saw from behind the bar going, I want that one! That was cool. I like that. I'm, the, like, I feel, alright, this is how much I, how little I knew about Jonah Hex. I thought Jonah Hex was a girl. Nope. Does it sound like a girl's name, though? Jonah? No, Jonah's the boy's name. Oh. Think about the Bible, Jonah and the whale. I don't know that. He's the guy who got swallowed by a whale. <laughs> swallowed. What? He got swallowed by a whale. But he lived. Yeah. Pinocchio? No, it's similar to that, but I don't think he had a puppet boy with him. I don't know any of this stuff. I totally The Jonah thought... Brothers? Oh, uh, yeah. Jonah. Oh, Jonas. Never mind. Jonas. Jonas. Yeah. No, I totally thought Jonah, Jonah Hex was a... Uh, nope. A girl. But, I mean, okay. what we really know about, you need to know about Jonah Hex. He's scarred, and he's a cowboy bounty hunter. So, what, what would you think that compared to the, uh, to the comic book? Cause did you read the comic book before? I've read some, but I haven't read much Jonah Hex, but I've read some of Jonah Hex. What do you think of the comic book? Sure. Depending who does it, I like it. Yeah, and what do you think that compared to the, the cartoon it version? pretty close to what Jonah Hex is. He's not a nice person. He's kind of an ass, mm. you know? But he's not trying to be a nice guy. He's not a superhero. He's a cow, you know, he's a bounty hunter. That's what he does. Hey, Dog's a nice guy. He's a bounty hunter. <laughs> he gives everybody <laughs> cigarettes. He's, you know, he tries to tell him like, you can change your life around. Oh, I guess he's not Dog. Yeah. He he's, definitely isn't Dog. He's a bit more of the he old He should school. watch Dog. And he learn has from no him. mullet. 
There. Yeah. He's a bit more of the old school bounty hunter. He just wants his bounty. He doesn't care. I mean, he did give that what the waitress, Michelle Trachtenberg's character, plenty of money. You know, he's decent to her. He's like, okay, here. And here. she kissed him on his on his open teeth. I thought she kissed him on the chin. No, she kissed him on the exposed teeth. Mm, she probably has herpes already, so she doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. Was she a waitress or, or a hooker? I'm not sure. She was a prostitute. I too. think they're both. I thought prostitute. Yeah, I did. I don't think there's a difference there. Yeah, true. Yeah, if you're working there, you're. She's a working you're girl. Both. You're doing both. We're all dotted profession. Yeah, if she was nothing but a waitress, she wouldn't care about getting out of there as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she wanted money so she didn't have to whore. No, she still she just wanted money she to, to go to a somewhere else. Town, yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Where she was. Is it that expensive for... to leave town? Well, that's why I said I don't think she wanted to be a whore. I think she was just trying to make money so she can leave and like go somewhere better. Probably like get a. No, know. she would need to take a train. She doesn't have a horse. She doesn't have a horse. Oh, yeah, maybe that's it. She needs money for the train. Yeah, but how much is a train? Yeah, but she also needs money to live somewhere until she gets, you know, Okay, so jobs. not just leave town. It's like an expression saying, I want to start over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, start her money. Okay. Yeah, that's basically what she wanted. She wanted to start over somewhere. What do we give this? I like this one a lot. I'm giving it a four. I'm giving it four as well. Two. You don't like it? I'm not a Western person either, so. so all right. Done? Alright, yeah, I think that's it. I mean, I like this one a lot, but there's not really much to say on it. Yeah, well, we said plenty. He shot a dog. Maybe that's what my two stars is about. The moment that criminal rode into town, he shot a dog. Yeah, but he got killed like five minutes later. Doesn't matter, he shot a dog. The uh, only, um, you could, uh, the comfort you could have is that he was so drunk that he could have missed the dog. This is true. Yeah, we, we didn't hear it. we didn't hear that horrible yelp you yeah. would usually, and you don't yeah. see it. So maybe he didn't kill the dog, but he tried to shoot at it, Scary which is why. Enough. So he either hit the dog straight in the face and blew his brains out, so he wouldn't have time to yelp, or he scared the dog off. Yeah, he missed. let's go scare the dog off. I want the I don't want a doggy. Done. Yeah, we're gonna assume that the dog is fine. I'm more. I have more trouble with the doggy being shot than the woman being left in a pit. With dead bodies to, you know, starve to death. No, I uh, find that amusing. Yeah. Well, yeah, I go by... I go by she, could, she could totally go Arctic plane crash there and, you know... Well, they're not really fresh anymore. These are mm-hmm. rotting corpses. Well, you know, she made her bed. She is a whore. She has to lie in it. She could pile them up and then climb up on the do- rotting corpses and get her way out. Hmm. Look, she's got plenty of little work. Tear up their clothes, make a rope. I like the I like the piling them up and saying them. It reminds me of uh, Lovecraft's Cool Air... <clears throat> What is that? It's a horror story. Huh. Guy tries to get out of a thing with the standing on the coffins, but they're all cheap, and it breaks through, and <laughs> one of the bodies ends up ripping off his towel, like ripping at his uh, heels, or he just cuts himself, but he freaks out. All right, I think we've done all we need to do for Jonah Hex. So for Cape and Popcorn, I'm Al. I'm Joe. Bye. Speaking of me guest starring on other shows, it's been a while since I've mentioned that. Another show we've played a promo for several times here, the unofficial 75 Greatest Marvels Countdown Podcast with W. Blaine Dowler as the host. I have been on several episodes with him, covering a few different things. Uh, Hulk 181, Alpha Flight 12, the entire Chris Claremont run of the New Mutants. And right around this time, they've had two episodes released with me on it. One uh, covering the Adam Warlock stories and Strange Tales, which we haven't got to yet, but we will. But if you want to just hear a quick overview of that, there's that. And also covering the Death of Captain Marvel trait, um, graphic novel, which we will cover eventually as well. Those are out around this time. I think it's like weeks numbers 26 and 25 or 25 and 24. So go check out the show notes. There's a link to this his show there. And just listen to the other ones because there's some really good stuff on there as well.
1939, Timely Comics published its first issues. It later changed its name, first to Atlas Comics and then to Marvel Comics. In 2014, Marvel polled its fans asking for the 75 greatest Marvel stories from those 75 years and published that list in print form. The unofficial 75 Greatest Marvels countdown will walk through all 75 of these stories every Wednesday from December 31st, 2014 to June 1st, 2016. Join me, Blaine Dowler, and a cadre of other hosts, including established podcasting greats and emerging talents, as we run through the list, discuss each story in the context of its original release, and determine just what makes it so great. The unofficial 75 Greatest Marvels countdown can be found at Bureau42.com, on iTunes, and on Stitcher. Alright, right about now is where we would normally do the Friends and Enemies section. If you don't know what that is, is that we take all the titles we've covered so far, and we go, okay, this episode we've covered an issue from March 1980. I don't know. So now we're going to see where all those titles were that we've already talked about in March 1980. Just to see where they're at. We can't do that this time because we not only did not talk about something that was not Marvel but DC, but in fact it was a movie. I've been a comic. And I just realized now I probably could have looked up the month and year this came out and done that way. But I didn't think about that. And I'm going to get this episode edited and done. So as far as I'm concerned on this show, when we're doing movies and TV shows, we're not worried about Friends and Enemies. But last month, I did Daredevil 1. And I did the Friends and Enemies just for, to see where they were since I knew it was before Adam Warlock ever appeared even. Or Thanos. But I'm just wondering now. Should I count Daredevil from now on? When I do Friends and Enemies, should I do Daredevil because I already did Daredevil number one? But technically, it had nothing to do with Adam or Thanos at all. Not even peripherally. I don't know. So, write in. Please. Please, please. Write in. In fact, I'm going to tell you in just a moment where you can send your information. See how that works? You can email the show at resurrectionspodcast at yahoo.com, follow us on Facebook, just search for Resurrections and Adam Warlock Podcast, or on Tumblr at resurrectionsadamwarlock.tumblr.com. On both these pages, we post new episodes, as well as images from issues we have covered and what are the random stuff I feel like. The show isn't on Twitter, yet, but I am. You can follow me at rebus02, R-E-B-I-S-02, or just use hashtag Resurrections Adam Warlock. In fact, do that anyway, because that'd be pretty cool. I put up a promo the other month for a potential show called Selling My Comics. What with the whole big move and everything and leaving the state and me having way, 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 way too many comics and figures and things along those lines to move with me, I was going to have to sell them. Um, I thought about doing a podcast for it, but... A, with barely having the time to do get this show out, and also, I really couldn't find a way to make that show work. I couldn't think of a way beyond basically sound like I'm copying uh, Merge Time Bubble from Comic Geek Speak. And, you know, one copy is enough. Like, let's say, not that this is a copy of what Dave's doing at Dave's Air Podcast, but one copy's enough. Okay? One rep-off's enough here. I'm not going to do too many of them. That's just, that's just that's where I draw the line. I'm just gonna so I'm gonna be taking that down soon, that promo, when I get around to it. 
But yeah, I am selling my crap on eBay. A lot of comics, figures, and stuff. So you know what? Hey, if you want to take a look at it, go on eBay. My eBay name is lowercase a zero nine zero two seven five. Look to see what I'm selling. If there's anything you you like, great. And if you win something from me, just the main reason I'm saying this right now is email me. Let me know that you won something and you listen to the show. And I'm going to make sure then to send you a little something extra if I have something that goes along with it. Or maybe I'll take off the shipping or at least cut down the shipping or something. But if you're a listener and you're actually buying something from me, I want to do something a little extra for you, a little nicer. So... That's why I'm letting you know that's me. So if you're on eBay and you're buying stuff, you're like, ooh, I like Living De- the Living Dead doll you have up because I have some of those. Or I like those Batman No Man's Land comics you put up there. Or I want you to buy those issues of Power Company, which I not – actually, I think I sold all of those. Anyway, you know, you win, great. Send me an email either on there or here on the show and say, hey, I am this person and I won this from you. And I'll give you a little something extra. Well, that's just about it for this episode. We're almost at the end. But before we finish off, we do have some feedback. It's not an email, but we did get an iTunes review. You came in on December 6th. Worth subscribing. Cool. Five stars. Even cooler. From Grammar Merchant. So thank you, Grammar Merchant. And he says... I've always loved Cosmic Marvel comics, so I was pleased to find this podcast covering Adam Warlock, Thanos, Pip the Troll, and all sorts of other Marvel cosmic characters and storylines. The hosts dip into other, more mainstream, storylines and titles when the need arises, but my favorites are the episodes covering those true inspired slash deranged stories that could only have emerged from Marvel comics in the experimental 70s. Great stuff! So, thank you, Grammar Merchant. Awesome. Thank you for the five stars. And I, I like the 70s stuff too. I agree with you about the inspired slash deranged comment on that. We will be getting back to more 70s stuff very soon, I promise. We'll be doing more Captain Marvel with Brian. And then finishing off, once we get to the end of that, that whole Cosmic Cube story. And then, of course, there is the Hulk wrap-up of Adam issues that wrap up the Adam Warlock story. And then we get to the Jim Starlin stuff, which is going to be insane. And then once we finish the Jim Starlin stuff, we still have the late 70s, early 80s stuff. Like a couple random cameo appearances they made, mostly flashback, but still other crazy Marvel Bronze Age stuff. Including the few issues of uh, Marvel 2-in-1. Which is have an issue of Marvel 2-in-1, which is the thing, and Adam Warlock, even though Adam Warlock has been dead for like three years at that point. But anyway, thank you again. So, like I begged before, send emails, give us an iTunes review. We'll read it on the show. And that's it. So I should have one more episode out by the end of the year. should be right around New Year's Eve, actually. But for now, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and and if you do celebrate Kwanzaa, please, no offense. I am hoping I get this right. Habari Ghani. Please let me know if I didn't get it right, because I would like to get it right next time. All right. Happy holidays, everybody. I'll see you in another week or two. Resurrections, an Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast, is a fan-made production 
and no copyright infringement is intended or happening or even understood. The opening music for this podcast is Intro Pompeii by Lino Rise, and the closing music is Dark and Dramatic by DJ Puzzle. Both are licensed by the Creative Commons license. You can find Lino Rise at free-intro-music.com and DJ Puzzle at peacelovproductions.com. Links to both can be found on the Tumblr page. Also included is it's here somewhere. I'm gonna edit this out. Okay.